You are listening to Give Grief a Chance, and I'm your host and advanced grief recovery specialist, Diane Morgan. And these podcasts are all about bringing grief awareness out into the world, because even today, my friends, grief is hidden and it's tucked away. So come along and join me on this journey. Let's start to bring grief out into the open and maybe you'll be brave enough to give your grief a voice. This is episode number 96. Hello to all of my lovely podcast listeners and welcome to this week's episode. I hope that you're all doing really well and as always I would like to say a big thank you to every one of you who takes the time to listen to these podcasts. Now this week I'll be talking about grief of living with an addict. Now grief comes in many different forms and as most of us know grief and loss is part of life because we all lose things at one point or another. And most of us know that when someone dies, grief begins. But when grieving someone who is, whose life is ruled by an addictive behavior, it can be constantly gut-wrenching and filled with so many emotions, such as worry, anxiety, shame, guilt, frustration and regrets and full of what-ifs and should-haves that drag us down as the intensity of it all becomes so overwhelming and numbing and most of the time the family struggles right along with the addict. Now everyone responds differently to their loss and therefore at no point Should we compare, even if our experiences are the same? Each person's response will be different. And let's be honest, not every relationship is smooth and free of conflict. I mean, many people have mixed feelings about the person that they live with or that they've lost. And especially if they've been estranged for a while. And you know, without a shred of a doubt, Those people who have an addiction have it tough. And you know, research tells us that one in every seven people aged 12 and older has an addiction of some sort. So if you think about it, for every 14 people you know, the chances are that one or two of those people are struggling with addiction. Now, Val shared her story about being married to a great husband that suffered from alcohol addiction. Over the years, she tried everything to help him to get sober. Her life was consumed with trying to help him. To the point when one day Val said, I collapsed on the bed and I wept uncontrollably and I couldn't stop. I was feeling so alone and depressed and frustrated. The emotional pain was becoming unbearable. 
Every day I tried to find ways to help him until finally I realised I was totally neglecting myself. And it was in that moment I decided I needed to get help. And so I started to carve out time and space for myself. I reached out and I joined a women's group where I could openly talk and express all of my feelings. Do you know, it was so comforting and actually surprising for me to see that I was not alone on this journey. Finally, you know, I stopped beating myself up and second guessing myself. I learned that it was okay to put myself first and my husband second, especially when he started to drink. Being in the the company of like-minded women who were dealing with addiction helped me to get back my confident, fun-loving self and not feel guilty or responsible for my husband's alcoholism. I've stopped being a people pleaser. And you know what? My husband is actually grateful that I'm doing this. You know, I will never give up on him. This is a hard and a painful journey for both of us. Living with a drug addict or an alcoholic can be incredibly difficult. And that may include your spouse, partner, your child, even your parent. Life can feel so overwhelmingly sad because you feel like the person you know has died and the person who replaces him or her is a stranger as sometimes the person you love becomes unrecognisable. And addiction affects all members of the household in many different ways. At times, you may have to keep your family safe, especially if you have small children, elderly relatives or pets. You know, you might have to have a backup plan if matters escalate from friends and family. And you know, most of the time, people who have an addiction in and of themselves aren't dangerous. But when someone is acutely intoxicated, they can become dangerous. And it's really important to remember that it's not your fault. So let go of any self-hatred or guilt as it serves no purpose. No one is to blame. Instead, allow yourself to feel and name your emotions, even those of guilt and shame. You're human and so you're bound to have these mixed feelings. And you know, self-care is crucial. Try to have things in place for yourself and reach out. Find a safe friend you can talk to, someone who will listen with an open heart and not want to fix you and your situation. You know, you're allowed to grieve the life you imagined for yourself and all of those hopes and dreams that you had for your future, which now is very different from the one you imagined. When you live with a person whose behaviour dominates their life, it's like watching a part of your own life die. So remember to set healthy boundaries and limits 
that you can follow through with. But you know, there are ways to stay connected to your loved one throughout this ordeal. And there are evidence-based practices that can be used to influence change while maintaining a positive relationship with your loved one. As a family, it is possible and you can be involved with your loved one in a productive and non-confrontational way. And you know what? Whether they're your loved one or not, a person with an addiction like most other people are more likely to confide in you if you listen without interrupting or criticising even if you do not agree with their behaviour. Addictions happen for a reason. And also, remember to take time to recharge your batteries because living with an addict can suck the energy right out of you. Stress can make it easy to neglect your own health and needs. So take time out of your day for yourself. Exercise. Eat right and make time to relax and ensure your well-being. Self-care is not selfish. It is necessary. Because when your emotional and physical needs are met, it can leave you in a much better place to focus and care for others. And you know, grief is the normal and natural emotional reaction to any kind of loss. And grieving is the process of working through any emotions that come up for you. Grief isn't a linear progression. There's no distinct beginning, middle and end. Grief ebbs and flows and some say it's like being lost at sea. What can really help a person who's grieving is the presence of someone else. Someone who's not going to offer you advice and tell you it's going to be okay. You can do this. You'll get through it. Because even though those words may be said with the best of intentions, often it can make a grieving person feel worse rather than understood. The best thing to remember is that sometimes a silent presence is much better than a million words. And the Grief Recovery Programme provides steps to be taken for you to identify any unresolved grief. And by feeling safe, listened to and understood, you'll be able to explore your losses in a healthy and loving way. You'll learn how to rewind, unravel and let go of your emotional pain. And that way you'll be better prepared to handle any future losses that you might experience. And you know the wonderful news is that help is available and taking the right action can make things better for you and for everyone. It's healthy to reach out. You don't have to hide or avoid and you don't have to hold on to emotional pain and suffer through grief and loss alone. Okay, you lovely people. 
that is it for this week's podcast. I hope that you enjoyed it and that it was helpful for you. And as always, if you'd like to find out more about the Grief Recovery Program or any of my wonderful services, then why not visit my website, givegriefachance.com. There you can drop me an email, you can ask a question or share your story via voice message and I'll be happy to play it on the podcast. And if by any chance your painful feelings are keeping you awake at night, then please download my free guided meditation. You know, it's a great way to help you relax and it will lead you to a place of peace and rest. So go check it out. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate it, like it and share it. And of course, if you feel like it, come and join me on Instagram at Give Grief a Chance Coaching. Also, last but not least, I have a safe and nurturing private group on Facebook and it's just for women. It's called Life After Loss with Diane Morgan and I would love it and be honoured if you would come and join us and give your grief a voice. Okay, my friends, take good care and have a wonderful week.